welcome back to Let's Get Haunted with your host, Nat Strawn and Allie. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 78. Can you believe it? No. We are on the video website <laughs> called youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Let's Get Haunted. Yes. Um, yes. I can't hear myself in my headphones. Does that mean I don't exist in the podcast or am I that, still Oh, that here? happened to me last time. Um, I don't know if you guys picked up on that last time, but my audio dropped for the first 10 seconds of the podcast, so it's possible. Oh my God, your nails are so cute. Thank you. I'm so jealous. You guys, we've done this three times. I still haven't gotten my nails done. Yeah, redone. but you have, here's the difference. Natalia has really nice nails, so she does like very tasteful like designs that only reinforce her nail because she has strong nails. I have like the weakest nails on earth. So I have to get acrylics, which means they grow out and they look really fucking weird. And then the acrylic falls off and then I just look like I have no nail. So uh, I had to get them redone over the weekend. I don't know how you got to that place, not, nor do I care, but I love your nails <laughs> the way that they are right now. Thank you yes. very much. Wait, uh, did cam. people like the blurry nail cam Yeah, they last loved time? it. They live for it. What do you guys think? Wow. We're getting directions um, off stage of what to do. There we go. There we go. Smiley face nail. That's my favorite one. That's actually exactly what I was going to do after this. Tons of little smiley faces all over it. That'd be really cute, especially because our friend Audrey, shout out Audrey, is having a 60s themed birthday coming up. Right, 60s, 70s. smileys, if, and swirls. If you guys follow um, Alyssa and I on Instagram, which you should. You should. You should. There are some photos of from my birthday where we dressed up as cowgirls and did cowgirl karaoke. That was very fun. It was very fun. Audrey was there. Audrey, <laughs> Audrey she, was the whole party. Audrey was, was wearing her assless ass chaps. Low. Yeah, her ass was out. It was fire. It was amazing. She was bringing heat. Um, she was wearing assless chaps and like a child's vest, a Western yeah. vest. <laughs> so Audrey is very short. So she had actually ordered these chaps off of Amazon, and they're like, they're. It literally says. 10 year old boy chaps right but she's a woman so she has curves she's just short so she had to like cut them up and like put studs <laughs> and like lace things through but it turned out beautiful they looked amazing and for the next birthday it's going to be audrey's we're going to dress up 60s and 70s and then Alyssa's is coming up and she you're going to tell them about the theme you're doing i'm doing a color wheel theme so basically everybody has to dress up in almost entirely in a different color mm-hmm. is what my vision is so i want to be like all lime green. Natalia is going to be wearing all black. Yeah. There's people are just picking different Pink, colors. Pastels. Pink. Yeah. It's going to be great. Uh, lavender and wigs and um, sparkles are encouraged, which is my favorite part. I'm very excited. I love wigs. Any excuse to wear a wig, I will take it. I just like I chose black because I wanted to do that like cyber goth thing. Yeah. You know, that'd that be like super meme cool. where all those people are under that highway with like those neon yeah. things. Like why not? Yeah. Yeah. With the techno music playing in the background. Yeah. yeah. Love yeah. it. Love Slay. it. Slay. Well, how's your day going today, Natalia? Uh, it's fucked up. Like I was saying before <laughs> this, you might have to drive me home. That's fine. Um, I don't know if people can see this. My baby threw up. He threw up all over my Chanel bag. I don't know if you can see this, but I tried to wipe it off. It, maybe you can't see it, but it's like it's like ruined. Oh, that baby. No respect. It's, no respect for it's your designer. Ruined. I know. And this this bag made me feel really important walking around. And now I just feel like not important well at least it was a baby that threw up in your bag because as we may recall <laughs> Alyssa <one> threw- <laughs> oh my god you guys have we told the story of when you threw up in our friend amy's coach bag and then you were like it's just coach when you were drunk this is also just for the record 
I don't even own anything coach because I can't afford it. So it's not like I'm above coach. I right. was just very, very drunk, threw up inconsiderately in someone's purse. If you have a life and you're like, who, who is coach? What are they talking about? Because you're not like from this vapid society we called L.A. where right. we know about these things. Coach is a designer. They make some bags. Their bags are expensive. It's probably like a few hundred dollars yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Anyways, Alyssa was very, very drunk and sad. Nice combo. Oh. Many moons ago in the early 20s birthdays where yeah. when you get too drunk, you just get sad because you're just cry and yeah. you're just like why am I getting a year older what is right. the point of anything I was having an existential crisis early 20s are just not a good time no. for anyone if no, you're in your not. early 20s right now I'm sorry for you yeah it gets better I promise <laughs> it does get better I don't cry on my birthday anymore it only gets better but I don't know how this happened but I think we were driving back from the bar yes and uh I don't it was Amy driving it was it was a dark time she was doing something very okay. nice for yeah. me she was sober driving us all home I needed but okay let me make myself sound a little bit better. I knew I had to throw up and I knew there was no way that she could stop. I think we were on like a busy road or yeah. a freeway or something. So I was like, here are my two choices. I can throw up all over her car yeah. or I can try to find a receptacle to throw up in. Right. And I was blacked out. So I'm give me a little credit because I made these ideas happen in my head. The synapses right. connected just right. enough to know you should probably find something to throw up in. Where they failed, where the yeah. synapses failed to connect mm -hmm. is I reached for a coach purse and I threw up in it but I got it dry cleaned she still has that purse the funniest part though is when Alyssa was like blackout drunk no do not tell this part of the story no the part where you just said it was coach oh yeah okay that's fine whoa <laughs> that night was like very 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 dark time the, fu <laughs> the funniest part of that story uh other than the part you guys will never get to know and you, you can only speculate in the comments what it was it was not good um is that after Alyssa threw up in amy's bag amy was like what the fuck like you threw <laughs> up in my bag but in like really nice way like yeah, amy's she's way so of being like sweet. oh amy like, is one of my best friends did, she's amazing did you go in my bag and Alyssa was just like it's just coach which again i don't i can't even afford coach so i don't know why the synapses in my brain were like say this it'll make it better it doesn't make it better i think it was that thing where like you're being defensive because right. you know you fucked up I'm but trying you're to drunk it. Yeah, yeah so you're just trying to downplay it like it's oh. fine like you're overreacting i'm so glad i'm not in my early 20s anymore i look back at photos of like me and you in college or me and you why at would you do that or at concerts and i'm just like why who is this girl? You know, in a negative way. Like, why did I know? You know, like oh, Jumanji. Like when you get close to the board, it's like bah, 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 yeah, like making yeah. the the drums and stuff, and yeah. it's like this ominous feeling. I mm -hmm. feel like memorabilia from college and my twenties have that same effect. <laughs> like I just have a box in my garage oh my that God. I never open. That's so true. And it just has like random photos yeah. and like concert tickets and stuff. But like every time I get near it, I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. And I very just, ominous. I feel like I should burn the thing, but it can't. Like if I, I tried to, it would just It would come back and find you. It's like when you try to get rid of a haunted doll that you find like buried in your basement. It yeah. just you throw it out, it comes back. Point of the story, that was a tangent, oh, is that sorry. Uh, I drove here and I, as soon as I got in the car, so first of all, I was going to be 30 minutes late, but luckily Alyssa was already 30 minutes late because I told her to be 30 minutes late because I didn't have 
because I didn't have the story done. Um, And I get into my car and I'm just like, fuck, I got to get there. And lo and behold, I'm out of gas. It says that I have like six miles left. I this place is like 5.5 miles away. And so I get in my car. I I have all kinds of warnings in my car. It's like suspension fault. (laughs) I'm never going to fix that. It's going to be like $7,000 or whatever. What's the point? Um, I also it also says that my tailgate is open, which I could have closed, but I didn't have time. So I'm driving. You had your tailgate open while you were driving too? That's amazing. That's that's a choice. I didn't have time. That's committing to a choice. I, I, I don't. It was just a very hectic 10 minutes trying to get here. I feel you. And then I roll into the spot and it's like all of these things flashing on my (laughs) dash, like fucking fix your engine, suspension fall, low gas, tailgate open. Mm -hmm. And I see the little thing go to zero right as I park. So um, I'm out of gas. Maybe I'll have enough to get to a gas station. No, 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 no. We'll take I'll take you to a gas station. There's so many gas stations nearby. It's not a big deal. Well, look, the important thing is we made it, you yeah, guys. we really did. Are you impressed that we consistently make this podcast every week? Because we're not very organized, as you <laughs> have gleaned from your almost, almost three years with us now, two and a half years. I think we're doing a great job. We're doing it big. We're doing our best. Yeah. If you yeah. guys could just like see into what our lives are like, the fact that we get here together and meet with uh, our shitty podcast is like a miracle. It is. And- yeah. Natalia has on the screen, I'm not sure if it's on the screen for you guys or not yet, but it says an award-winning podcast, right. which is true. Yes, it is We true. won Shorty Award Audience Honor for Best Podcast this year. You didn't know, now you know. Yeah, and we have another uh, award that we need to win Yes, to make up for all the other shit. Now, so- let me say what it is because I... It's a People's Choice Award. Yes. We are up in three different categories for... The People's Choice Podcast Awards. So if you go to our Instagram right now at Let's Get Haunted, it is the link in our bio. Click on that link. You have to fill out information about yourself. It's not long. It's just like, what's your name and your email address and make a password. You can do it. Then you have to go to your email account and confirm that your email address is real or else they won't count your votes. Mm -hmm. And then you vote for us in the three categories that we are eligible for, which is best comedy podcast, Mm -hmm. best female podcast, and people's choice for best podcast. And you don't have to vote in all the other ones. Like when it comes up, there's going to be a fuck ton of categories. And if you're like me, you just go to those three Choose Let's Get Haunted. You're done. You never have to look at it ever again. You're over it. You don't even have to think about it. Oh, make sure you click save because I didn't click save the first time I did it. And then I realized my mistake and I clicked save the second time around. Also, if you recognize any other podcasts in the other categories, definitely give them a vote. I think. But vote for us first before your energy runs out. Yes. If you only have three categories worth of energy to vote right. for choose let's get haunted in those three and right. then be done make sure your three brain cells that you waste on this endeavor go towards voting for let's get haunted yes and speaking of our instagram please go follow us if you're not already following us we're almost to 10,000 followers kind of not really we're almost to 9,000 and once we get 10,000 we can do the swipe up so we can like do a story and be like hey buy our fucking merch and then we're yeah. like fucking swipe and up. it's just convenient for it's everyone super- involved yeah. and and we get analytics. Instagram yes. will take us more seriously. We'll get like in the algorithm. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, people um, will be like, whoa, this is Miley a perf- Cyrus is on our yes. podcast. Miley Cyrus, Taylor Swift. Uh, who else? Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. Kesha is apparently into the paranormal now. Right. Um, literally. Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if Liam Neeson and Nick Liam Cage Neeson. came on? I'd die. Yeah. That's the end of everything. 
Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Nick Cage would wear leather pants. I he if he didn't wear leather pants, I would kick him out. Just <laughs> kidding, I wouldn't do that. But I I would have leather pants available for him to change into. I would be we would be so incredibly awkward on there. Like we'd be like, <laughs> "Hello and welcome to our podcast. With us is a uh, Grammy award. No, they didn't. I don't know what they did. With us <laughs> With is us famous is, actor. Uh famous actor Nicholas Seinfeld Cage. What's his middle name? Do we know? Why would we know that? George's Kate. I don't know. It's something. And and Liam Neeson. I bet you Liam Neeson would show up drunk. Yeah. Which would be amazing. Is he drunk? I don't know. He looks like he'd be drunk. His his daughter got kidnapped. Like, <gasps> of course. Oh. In the movie today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I um, I got so stressed for us because I thought we got canceled just now. Um, I was like, why are we making fun of someone whose daughter got no. kidnapped? And then I realized. He was in a very famous movie. Called where, Taken. Called Taken. Yeah. yeah. And, but Nick Cage in real life has a very creepy headstone in a New Orleans cemetery, which Natalia talked yes. about earlier this year in the episode, or was it last year, about it Madame, last year. About Madame LaLaurie. LaLaurie. So if mm-hmm. you haven't listened to that yet, there's no time to explain. You have Just to go, go listen to go it. find it, listen to it. Now, the only other thing I have for the month of July, if you guys are interested, is every year on this podcast, actually, coincidentally, we don't even plan this. It just always seems to happen every July. We do a fundraiser for charity. I didn't even realize. Wow. So in 2019, we raised money for Helping Women Period, which is a uh, nonprofit that provides sanitary napkins, tampons, pads, wipes to homeless, trans men, women, people who menstruate. And we did a fundraiser for them in 2019 in July. Now, in July of last year, we did a fundraiser for um, the Loveland Foundation, which is a very great organization providing free therapy to black women and girls. Mm -hmm. And then uh, this year, we are doing a fundraiser for the Lupus Foundation of America. Natalia and Enzo and I are going to walk 10 miles in October. Mm -hmm. And our goal is to raise $1,000. We are currently at $500. So if you would like to donate some money to the Lupus Foundation of America fundraiser that Let's Get Haunted is doing, you need to go to Team Haunted on the Lupus Foundation of America website. How can you find that? Go to our Twitter at Let's Get Haunted and it'll be one of the top tweets on there. Right. Amazing. I didn't even realize it's every July. I looked back and I looked and I was like, holy shit. I know. Wow. Wow. It's just every summer. We get this hair up our ass where we're like, we need to do something good. I know. In I the need world. some good karma. Yeah. This is exciting. Yeah. I forgot about any of that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. thank you. Now I feel really good. Yeah. You guys, thank you. And it's really all because of you guys. Um, we also donate our own money every year to these mm-hmm. charitable organizations, but it's way better when a bunch of people come together and can raise money together. It makes you feel like you're really part of a community that's making a, a difference and not just being silly on the internet. Right. Which, which is what we generally do right. year round. Yeah. I feel like we get a free pass to be silly on the internet um, after we paid our dues. Yeah. We do one charitable thing every year yeah. and it makes us feel good. <laughs> Hopefully it makes you guys feel good. And then we can just be silly together the yeah. rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Nice Love work. It. Nice work. Nice collective work, everyone. Ni- nice work, everyone. Nice work, comrades. Let's continue raising money, <laughs> aunties. Um, are you ready to get into this episode? Born ready. I'm Since so we excited. only have an hour, if you guys are wondering why we're talking so fast, it's not because we're on drugs. It's well. because we it's <laughs> because uh we only have an hour left to do this. So let's get into it. All right. <clears throat> I'm ready. I did take a Sudafed, uh, full disclosure, but yes, I'm oh, ready. Oh, that will that works. Yeah. All right. Gets you going. He's known by many names across all cultures. Ooh. The boogeyman. <gasps> El Coco. The devil himself. 
It's many entities, or perhaps it's just one. The scariest part about it is that it can't be identified. It's impossible to catch and impossible to find. Hmm. He is undetectable. But if he wants you to know he is there, you will. He makes his presence known as a dark figure standing in the corner of your room or a sickness in the pit of your stomach. It's that feeling like someone is watching you undress. A whisper coming from nowhere in particular. A creak in the floorboards. A scratch on the window. A brush on the back of your neck. He scares you or hurts someone you love, then feeds on the heaviness of fear and sadness. He can possess you or impersonate someone else to commit his crimes. The more afraid you are, the more powerful he becomes. <laughs> what? Okay. All right. Old-timey boogeyman. Children, have you ever met the boogeyman before? No, of course you haven't, for you're much too good, I'm sure. Don't you be afraid of him if well, he should fun. visit you. He's a great big coward, so I'll tell you what to do. <laughs> hush, hush, hush. Here comes the boogeyman. I'm surprised someone Don't hasn't sampled this. Yeah, this is He'll dope, actually. Isn't it? Just pretend that you're a crocodile. If you heard this in the middle of the night while you were home alone. This is an Insidious. One of the Insidious oh, it movies. Is? It's really creepy. Yeah. Oh, That's skin. That's very, so very scary. that song goes on a long while. If you want to be thoroughly creeped out and also be a creep, you can go listen to it <laughs> by yourself. It is called uh, Hush, Hush, Hush or the Boogeyman song and it's on YouTube. Um, and it was in Insidious. It's been in a few other scary movies. That's very it, scary. It's just a really creepy song. People are actually in um, arguments in the comments over whether it's a joyful song or a creepy song. I was just about to say, I feel like that big band era of music or whatever it's called. I'm yeah. not a music major. Um, I feel like it's all about just the happiest sounding music, mm -hmm. but the creepiest as fuck lyrics where you're like, are you a serial killer <laughs> moonlighting as... A musician like the one from jeepers creepers where it's like jeepers yeah creepers, creepers. where'd you get those peepers and yeah. then there's the other one that's like and a tip tall yeah the two lips yeah that one's <laughs> fucked up as well also uh baby it's cold outside <laughs> oh, like yeah all of those songs are just like the happiest right tune and then you listen and you're like this is about a man who wants to rip my skin off yeah and yeah. turn it into a lamp a lamp yeah yeah reading through the lines yes so the boogeyman has been around for a long time, and despite his existence being so lengthy, he has eluded research. So we're not sure exactly who he is or if he's an even a he or an it, if he is folklore or legend, real or imaginary, spirit or monster, neutral or evil. It's unclear whether he lives under your bed, lurks in your closet, sleeps beneath your stairs, crawls in your attic or occupies the empty space under the covers while you sleep. No. He may even be personified, part of the human collective subconscious, as fear. You might have heard of him as a child because children are his victims. Now, we don't know why the boogeyman chooses children, but the legend says that misbehaving children are his favorite smack. Ew. <laughs> All we know is he gets you, and when he gets you, 
you'll never be seen again. Once the boogeyman gets you, you'll never be the same again. You don't want the boogeyman to get you. Have you ever heard of the boogeyman, Alyssa? I have. I have heard of the... Oh, yes. I have heard of the boogeyman. Um, I've always heard of it in the context of like... um, you know, like when your parents tell you a, a lie to get you to not do something. Right. It'll be like, oh, you need to be good because otherwise St. Nick or Santa Claus won't bring you presents right. at Christmas. I feel like this is this is the context I've heard of the boogeyman. And it's like you need to go to bed at a certain hour and don't get back up after, you know, 10 p.m. Stay in bed because otherwise the boogeyman will get you. Right. It's used as a deterrent for children, Mm -hmm. basically. But like Santa Claus is kind of like the PC version of that. It's like positive reinforcement. Like, oh, if you're good, Santa brings you presents. That's a good point. If you're not good, he doesn't bring you presents, you know, where the boogeyman is like, you better do what I say or something's literally going to eat you and kill you. Right. Yes. Um. And this idea of the boogeyman, or the boogeyman we call it in Western culture, it's across all these different cultures. So there's a bunch of different types of boogeyman. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what our friends at Wikipedia Love have to them. say about the boogeyman. So the Wikipedia description of a boogeyman is, while the description of the boogeyman differs on a cultural level, there are often some shared similarities to the creatures. Many of the boogeyman are depicted as having claws talons and sharp teeth as we're going to show a few different depictions so here's another one with a bunch of eyes bunch of teeth um he's also wearing like a nice jacket i feel like this is like the boogeyman's yeah natalia's showing me a a series of photos of the boogeyman Mm -hmm. um throughout pop culture this particular one is very disturbing it it looks like it has spider eyes yeah um and and it has like a burlap sack over its head almost like jason um in like Friday the 13th and it has a bunch of like Venus flytrap teeth like if you've seen Little Shop of Horrors and there's like the Venus flytrap that has all the sharp pointy teeth that's what it looks like it's very scary and then to Natalia's point it's very smartly dressed yeah it's like a scarecrow but a fancy scarecrow that's also a Venus flytrap that's also uh, a spider right he's very diverse creature he's doing he's doing his best and the next slide another yeah, go ahead and describe that. This one kind of reminds me. I don't want to like die in a car crash after this, but like reminds me of like Jesus Christ, but like really fucked up. And what I mean by that is it has like uh, it has like the long brown hair that we're used to seeing mm-hmm. in um, Western versions of what Jesus looks like. It has um, a beard. It has like that pointy nose. Yeah. But then it again, it has these like little talons growing out of it that make it look like a spider and it has spider eyes and it has those same pointy long teeth that could just rip you apart. It kind of looks like to me an old tree with knots in it and then Mm -hmm. all of the knots are eyes for our listeners who might be blind or vision impaired. You can picture that. Yeah. Um, So along with that, the majority of the boogeyman are the spirit variety while the minority are demons witches, and other legendary creatures. Some are even described to have certain animal features such as horns, hooves, and bug-like appearances. And when we look at the personality traits of the boogeymen, they're most easily divided into three categories. The kind that punishes misbehaved children, like you said at the beginning, the kind that are more prone to violence, and then the kind that protect the innocent, which I had never heard of. I had never heard of that either. Right. 
I know it's weird, but they all relate in the same way, being that they all exist to teach young children lessons. I think it's funny, too, because I was thinking, like, why have I not heard of that? And then I'm like, oh, because my parents like only wanted me to like, no, I was a bad kid. You know, you're only going to hear about the one that protects the innocent if you're a good kid. That's true. Yeah. I'd never heard of that one. Yeah. Like if you're being bullied by other children, your parents will be like, oh, like there's some boogeyman who's going to protect you. Don't worry about it. Oh, oh. So like the boogeyman's going to fuck up your bully type of situation i didn't look at it that way but Mm. yes you're correct so i guess there's only two kinds the kind that um, fucks you up or fucks someone else up right yeah okay okay well well that's simplified so the large majority of boogeymen are there to just frighten children with punishments and they don't actually inflict much damage but there's a more vicious type of boogeyman who's said to steal the children at night and even eat them And the last category of the boogeyman who protects people and only punishes those of the guilty regardless of age, which we discovered is actually just punishing. Well. But it's regardless of age. We're oversimplifying it by saying it's just people that. Yeah. 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 But the last, like, I always heard of the boogeyman is only caring about children, but that, like, last, the last type. It's, it can be adults or it children. Be anybody. It's basically like a, an entity that fucks you up. Okay. Okay. Um, let's show the next slide. This is a bugbear. Do you know what a bugbear is, Alyssa? No, I don't. This is interesting. So when I was looking into where this boogeyman myth originated from, what I found was that it's actually etymology goes back to this term of a bugbear. And a bugbear is, according to dictionary.com, a cause of obsessive fear irritation or loathing but Mm. in medieval europe the bugbear was an actual thing it was a monster that was like the scary like they call it a bear but to me it's it's just an animal like he's got like a lot of stuff going on there yeah uh claws you know it's got almost like a wolf head it has a tail it's like it has like like a snake tongue it's a very long windy tongue that's like dripping it looks like it's dripping venom not even just spit Right. Yeah, it has like a ridge down its back, sort of like a dinosaur. That's crazy looking. Yeah. So this guy lived in the woods and like terrorizes people Um, he's, or terrorizes children, scares them. And I think, again, it was one of those things like don't go into the woods by yourself because yeah. the bugbear is going to get you. Yeah. Um, But what is the bugbear in the context of the boogeyman? So according to Wikipedia, Mm -hmm. a bugbear is a legendary creature or a type of hobgoblin or household spirit, which is comparable to the boogeyman, also known as bugaboo, babao, or el coco, like we talked about, Mm -hmm. and other creatures of folklore, all of which were historically used in some cultures to frighten disobedient children. So bugbear is derived from the Middle English word boog which means a frightening thing, or perhaps the old Welsh word B-W-G. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm going to say bug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, your guess is as good as mine. Or the old Scots bogle, which is a goblin, or German boga or bogoman, which means goblin, and probably also English boogeyman or boogaboo. So where did this legend of the boogeyman start, do you think? Like what time period? I'm going to say, I'm just going to say something random. I'm going to think about it, and I don't have any reason to think this. I'm going to say 
the 1600s. I thought you were going to say 69 AD. (laughs) Oh, no, that would have been way cooler. Close. So there have been references made to the boogeyman since the 1500s with the mention of hobgoblins. Um, So they were mentioning hobgoblins in lore and legends from that time. But a lot of people believe that it existed a long period before time, which we'll get into um, in a little bit. Let me re-say that. A lot of people (laughs) believe that it existed before the 1500s, which we'll get into. But do you know what hobgoblins are? I feel like we've mentioned it on this show before, I but I can't remember exactly. I, I think it was Chloe said hobgoblin. That's right. Right. Yeah. Or was that just a private conversation I had it with her? It could have been. A, no. You know what? It was a private conversation. I'm remembering <laughs> now we played bowl of nouns. Somebody right. put hobgoblin in the bowl. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's a shared experience wow. that we had. It still worked. And then Chloe did the best impression of it. Remember? Right. <laughs> right. What yeah. was she doing? She was just hobbling around. She like really got into it. And we were like, oh, hobgoblin. So Chloe is from our time traveling episode. Yes. There's no time to explain. Go back and listen. Go to back it. and listen. But we played this game it was basically like charades and one of the words was a hobgoblin Alyssa and I were there no one knew what it was um and it was hard it's hard to figure out what a charade is if you literally don't know what the thing is that's right and yeah so actually I don't think anyone ever told us what a hobgoblin was I just remember someone put it in the bowl somebody drew it and somebody said I don't know what the fuck this is and then later Chloe got it and she did a really good job so I'm gonna show you the next slide which is of a hobgoblin isn't that Aww. cute so I think they're cute I wrote next to it cute Aww. question mark no I really like that yeah so hobgoblins are small hairy little men who are often found within human dwellings they're doing odd jobs around the house while the family is asleep which I think is adorable this is so cute and most of their chores are typically like small tasks like dusting and ironing or putting things away way you can see this one has like a little scissor um and he's drinking probably alcohol (laughs) like well it it looks like he's drinking from a glass baby bottle almost you see that the nipple on the ground yeah it's cute um and they often are have to be compensate uh compensated for their like work but the family will compensate them with food so that's what he's drinking there could be milk could be alcohol alcohol who's to say who's Who's to say? <laughs> um, yeah, and we're going to show another slide, different rendition. So Love it. there's another type of hobgoblin. They can also be called elves. They're, this Hobgoblin is like an umbrella term for all these like little gnome like type yeah, creatures, gnome. house yeah. things. Also Dobby, the um, house, elf. house elf from Harry Potter. I'll show another slide. That's a very cute, cute. little thing. He's got It's like crayons. a little bat. Oh, he's, yeah. he does have little crayons. Oh, my God, a bat. I have to tell the story another time. A bat flew into the, our house this what weekend, and it was it was actually very exciting, but also very terrifying. Yeah, definitely need to hear about that. And then we have Dobby, the house elf from yeah. Someone I saw a meme that I almost put in there where Dobby was holding a gun, pointing it at someone. Like someone had edited um, him like doing magic for him, just pointing a gun at someone. And for some reason, it like had me in stitches. Um, okay, so throughout much of Europe, hobgoblins are actually like really friendly. Like I said, mm-hmm. they help you around the house, um, but and they're doing like lighthearted pranks. They're kind of like Dobby, but there are tales of hobgoblins who were much more terrifying and they were violent and then those creatures were said to torment humans sometimes to the point of frightening a person to death where they like literally died from 
how scary these hobgoblins like had a heart attack they were so startled and scared yeah that's scary scary so now we're going to talk more about the hispanic version of this entity the boogeyman which is el coco or the not western version um so el coco so El Coco, do you know who he is? Yes, we actually talked about him in an when? episode. We talked about him in the Andalusian ghost stories episode. Oh, you guys want to go right. back and listen to that? We did talk about him. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I recently watched this show called The Outsider on HBO. Have you seen that? No. It's really good. So if you're listening to this, this is your sign to go sign up for HBO streaming service if you don't already have it and watch The Outsider. It's based on The Boogeyman or El Coco and it's uh, like written by Stephen King, I think, and someone else. But it's really, really good. Um, Just came out. So I was inspired to talk more about this. So El Coco is like we talked about in the Andalusian um, episode. He's a kidnapper and he's a child eater. He's another version of the boogeyman. And he lurks on rooftops searching for misbehaving children to eat. He takes the shape of any dark shadow and he watches. And it represents um, the opposite of this guardian angel type like archetype. So he's like a guardian angel. That's the devil. Like he's constantly watching you sort of like. I don't know, St. Nick or something, but less jolly. And other people see Coco as a representation of the deceased in the local community. So it could just be like a dead spirit that comes by. But in all of the articles that I read about El Coco, um, it seemed like this was like a dark entity. Like people are very afraid of it. And very similarly to the boogeyman, the parents use El Coco to motivate the children to go to sleep. So much so that there's actually a lullaby um, that... I'm going to play for us on the next slide. We sang it in the Andalusian ghost story. I don't remember that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to hear it yeah, again. Yeah, let's hear it again. Yeah. If you haven't heard that episode, so there's a slide. There's what El Coco looks like. Mm-hmm. And next slide. Here's the lullaby. Duermete, niño, duermete ya. Que viene el coco y te llevará. Duérmete, niño, duérmete ya. Que viene el coco y te comerá. Yeah, so do you, you, I mean, go ahead, tell us what that means. Alyssa Uh, speaks perfect Spanish, if you guys didn't know. She majored in Spanish in college, and she uh, runs a Spanish business. What? No, I try. I'm a translator. Um, and I also do HR for people in the agricultural industry, which is everybody speaks Spanish. Um, uh, but it it means um sleep now, sleep now, child, or else the cocoa will take you. Sleep now, sleep now, child, or else the cocoa will eat you. Yeah, yeah. So really creepy. And I I mean I'm assuming other people know. In Western culture, we have that lullaby is based off of like that this lullaby that's like rockabye baby mm-hmm. in the treetops. When the wind blows, the cradle will rock. Something when will the bell happen. breaks, the cradle will fall, <laughs> and down, down will come baby cradle and all. Which is also still not great, right? No. Like, also, who's putting their child in a tree? I want to talk to you because CPS needs to get involved. <laughs> Like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, I would put my child in a tree if it would make him go to sleep sometimes. I I will say that. Um, So I'm going to show some more references of the El Coco, just scary photos. So this is Saturn devouring his son, painted by Francisco Goya. Mm -hmm. 
not a great um photo here or a great painting it's scary yeah it's super it. creepy um it's a giant naked man eating a tinier naked man i don't like it <laughs> that's his son but yes yes he is also a tinier naked man mm-hmm. and we'll go to the next slide this is um goya's que viene el coco uh, which means here comes the boogeyman, and and you can describe that. It's another. This is also from the Andalusian ghost stories. I don't photo remember dump. these. Yeah, but oh. it's um okay. It's so it's like a person who's covered in a shroud coming towards a mother with her two children that are like screaming in terror and look like they're trying to get away from the coco. Okay. Um. Yeah. You guys, if you guys remember all these, then but we uh, have new you're listeners. Doing, you're doing we're great. On, we're on YouTube now, you guys. <laughs> Now, this is just like now if you are on Cash Cab and they ask you right. a question about El Coco, you're going to fucking know. You're going to know. All right. Next slide. This is Saturn Devouring His Son by Peter Paul Rubens. Was this also in that episode? No, this was oh, not. Okay, great. Do you want to describe that? Yes. So this is another rendition of a giant man eating a little boy. This time it's like very obvious that this is a small child uh, being eaten by this god-like creature. Okay. So um, now we're going to go to a totally different uh, culture. So ho- I f- fucking hope we didn't cover this in I think I think the only reason why I covered El Coco was because we were in- doing a Spain episode. So that should be the only thing. Okay. Yeah. Next slide. Do you know what this is? Ooh, no, but I love this. Yeah, go ahead and, and describe what you're looking at this right now. This is freaky. Okay, so imagine... A ripped dude, but no head. Like, head's been chopped off. And, in fact, where the shoulders are and, and the neck hole is, it's just a giant mouth mm-hmm. with with fangs and it's dripping blood. So, this is the Pugo Mamu, which is from the Philippines. And it's a mythical creature that is exactly like Alyssa said. He's, you know, he's just has a giant hole where his head should be with yeah. teeth. And he uses his arms to grab uh, children and eat them and is very scary. Um, there's also another photo, I believe, coming up after this. Oh, yeah. So here is actually um, a slide about the Pugo Mamu, which is from the Aswang Project. Ooh. Do you want to go ahead and read that? Yeah. So this is published by the University of Santo Tomas Central Student Council academic year 2017 to 2018. Mm-hmm. It says the Pugo Mamu is known as the headless boogeyman from the Pampanga region of the Philippines. It has similarities with the Pugo or Pugat. They are both headless, but Pugo is a headless priest that only scares people, but Pugo Mamu only composed of flesh and bone and has an insatiable appetite for children by swallowing them whole through the hole in his neck, which serves as his mouth. Yeah. So that's translated. So it's a little, um, it's not perfect English, but we all get the gist of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, it's a a boogeyman from the Philippines, basically. Mm -hmm. And my point of showing you this is to say that like, this entity, this idea of the boogeyman is something that comes across all cultures. It's part of the collective consciousness of humanity. Um, there's also one in Sicily called the Mono Pelosa, which basically translates to like hairy hands. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and in Portuguese, the word coco means coconut, which also means head or skull in conversational Spanish, because the coco's head is like this hairy beast like we showed before with razor sharp teeth and claws. And the coco, like the boogeyman, hides under beds on roofs and fireplaces and he changes shapes. He's like a shape shifter. He can also be described as a ghost with an empty pumpkin for a head. Ooh. Yeah. But it's also depicted as a vicious fanged creature. So from the sound of it, when I'm researching this, it sounds like a shape shape shifter because it just takes all these different forms and it feeds on fear. So it kind of seems like whatever the person's most afraid of is the form that 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 the boogeyman is going to take. Now, this is kind of fun. So there's a thing called the Festa de Coca. Have you heard of it? No. So it's... um, Well, let me show you what it is. Okay. Let's go to the next slide. So this is a video, a very short video. (laughs) Do you want to describe what just happened in that video? We can watch it a couple times if we need to. Um, So it looks like there is a dragon it's like a a paper mache dragon that these three guys are pushing around Mm -hmm. almost like they almost look like they're dressed up in like um it it reminds me of like i don't know if if this is really what people look like in italy but like the stereotypical italian dress of like on the venice canals of that guy that's like rowing the the boat through the canals where they have like those little tan hats on and um, a little red thing tied around the waist yeah. and then there's a white horse with um, it looks like like maybe a royal guard or something sitting atop the horse like a soldier of high rank with a red cape on and they're just pushing this little dragon around yeah so I, I i had actually never heard of this festival and i couldn't really find much of anything about it other than this one or- article that i'm going to read to you from um and everything else that i found out about it online was just pieces from this one article that i'm going to read to you online and then when i went on youtube and typed in like vesta del coca I found this one video that's only like six seconds long, very ominous of exactly what Alyssa was saying, like a guy on a horse and like a fake dragon being pushed next to him. Yeah. So um, take this with a grain of salt. If we have some listeners who have attended this festival or know more about it and would care to explain more about it to us, go ahead and like drop a comment on um, the Instagram post or in the SoundCloud comments or wherever you are. Tweet at us help us out here what 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 country does this take place in so it takes place in in spain um i think but also portugal here i'll read to you okay. what i read and you can tell me okay more about this because sometimes Alyssa interprets things very differently <laughs> than i do like whether something dissolved or oh, it yeah, was the stolen anunnaki. yeah the, if you guys haven't listened to the anunnaki episode no time to explain go back and listen there was a discrepancy about whether or not an <laughs> artifact literally dissolved or whether or not someone just stole it <laughs> so according to an article entitled shape changes fear does not the mythical cocoa monster on a website called ancient oregons there was an article entitled uh, there was an article about the fight of saint george and santa coca so the article reads in the municipality of Moncayo, near the border with Spanish Galicia, Coco is known as the dragon who fought with St. George. 
The feast, called Corpus Christi, is celebrated on Holy Thursday, and it includes a fight between George and Santa Coco, Coca, Coco, which is dragon. If Coco scares St. George's horse and defeats him, it's a prognosis for a bad year for the oh. crops. If the horse doesn't react to Coco and St. George is the winner of the fight by cutting off one of the Coco's ears and her tongue, the crops will be good. Now, basically, I interpreted that as like this is a festival that's like, you know, they take a horse. Someone gets on the horse dressed as the St. George. The cocoa is the this like evil, you know, dragon or whatever. And they basically see if the person riding the horse can like attack and kill this yeah. fake dragon mm-hmm. or if the horse is going to be too scared to get near the fake dragon. Now, as someone who rides horses, this is a very cool festival <laughs> because you have no fucking idea whether or not a horse is going to allow you to do something like that. Like, if my horse saw this fake dragon, he might just have a heart attack and die on the spot. That's, this sounds mean. But there are some days where he might not care. Like, horses are the most finicky, weird creatures ever. Okay. And so this is, like, a very, like, fucked up but fun game. I don't know. It reminds me of Groundhog's Day. We, uh, yeah. so I actually can't judge this festival at all because we are the weirdest fucking country. We literally take a groundhog, <laughs> rip it out of its home put a little top hat on it make it see if it can find its shadow and then we get we everyone cheers yeah and then it gets put back in its hole yeah i i like these festivals so um that what did did i interpret this right did you interpret yeah i mean i i'm interpreting it as similar to groundhog's day which is if the groundhog can see its shadow then it's like more winter or winter's over or something honestly i don't even know and it's similarly if this guy riding a horse can get close enough to the fake dragon to kind of like dismember it Mm -hmm. then uh it's going to be a bountiful harvest yeah i love that yeah because bad news you don't have a good harvest but you got to see this horse get scared and that was fun like maybe you'll die of starvation (laughs) but also you got to see this cool paper mache dragon yeah yeah totally so this that um is another instance of the cocoa being in like popular culture, which is why I showed it. The tradition also is connected. Uh, the tradition of like the cocoa is also connected from this ancient, um, ancient tale, I guess, of the story of Diodorus Sicilus. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. So, um, basically, Diodorus Sicilus spoke of the Iber- Iberian warriors who would hang the heads of their enemies on spears okay. and the custom is thought that perhaps they were hanging the heads of their enemies on spears to feed this like beast oh the okay so it's unclear whether or not they were just warriors you know maybe scaring people by leaving heads on sticks near their right fort or whatever or if they were trying to feed this like evil entity that makes sense and if it feeds on fear like what could be strike more fear in someone than seeing Heads on a stick, right? I can't think of much that would scare me more. So this example of that battle was recorded at the Battle of Selenut, which took place in 469 BC. That's a long time ago. (laughs) Thank you for your riveting commentary. (laughs) That was really long ago. Now we're going to read some stories from this Reddit thread called r slash no sleep. Oh, r slash no sleep is great. It is really good. Yeah. Yeah. So r slash no sleep. Um, sometimes 
like will be fictional stories and then sometimes it's also just people like dumping paranormal experiences they've had on there. Oh, okay. This particular thread that I found was from a 10-year-old thread with a, from a, a user that was now deleted and I'm going to or I'm going to have you read it. Okay. So the prompt was describe your childhood or adult boogeyman. And um, the yeah, you can read that first one there and then you can read the reply to it. Okay. So this says, the thing I was scared most of when I was a kid came from a scary story my older sister read to me. Mm. It was a hand, sometimes a hole, made only of shadow that lived on the ceiling and would suck me up if I could get direct, if it could get directly above me. Mm-hmm. I think part of the reason this fear stuck with me is because I had a bunk bed. Although no sibling slept on the top, it was empty. So there was always part of the ceiling that was invisible to me. Before I learned about the shadow hand, my greatest fear was any kind of deformed humanoid monster leaning his head down from the top bunk (laughs) and leering at me. And then this person replied and said, Boogeyman almost implies it is fake, but what... But this is what scared me until I was about 17 or 18. I'm 24 now. And for and for all I can tell, it was as real as I can remember. Yeah, that's creepy as fuck. So there's another one right underneath that. But the reason I had you um, read that part is to bring up that this particular person recognized the boogeyman to be a hole that could suck you Ugh. into it. Ugh. And when we get to our on this podcast, we like to start with like the easiest things to digest and yeah. then just get like further and further and further into like tin hat territory. Yes. So I'm prepping you for that. Okay. So continue to read this where it says it started. Okay, let me get this a little closer because my eyes suck. Okay. It started when I was about eight or nine. We had this giant sinkhole near my house, and we called it Devil's Pit because all these ghost stories surrounded it. My friend and I went there one day in the afternoon, just walking around, and we went in the middle. The whole place has trees on the slopes and a few in the middle, but the middle is generally open. Mm -hmm. And we both stopped dead in our tracks as we saw this creature that was just fucked up beyond recognition. If I think about it now, it looked like a cross between a giant raccoon and a bobcat with a short stubby tail, and it howled or hissed at us. We looked at each other frozen, and when we turned back to where the creature stood and it disappeared, we noticed its tracks led up one of the slopes, and instead of checking it out, we bolted scared shitless. I thought that this would be the last time I would see that thing, but I was wrong. Ever since that night, I would hear scratching and howling noises outside my windows. My bedroom was located near our in-screen porch, and it's not like the howling was loud to wake my parents or sister, just loud enough for me to hear. My friends who slept over wondered what the fuck it was, and telling my mom would just say, and if I told my mom, she would just say, don't worry. It wouldn't happen every night. It would only happen like every few months or something. The next physical encounter I can recall with this creature was years later when I was about 15 or 16. The original friend who saw it with me, we lost touch as he moved away. So my other friend and I went out trapezing in the night. Okay. Casual trapeze night and went to this and went to this building house lot just to mess around. The house next, sorry, that was my commentary, like casual trapezing. This man or woman. I or, thought trap, trap, 
trap i know which word you're referring to i just use context clues i always thought that, that just meant like when you're like leisurely walking hey maybe it does i was imagining a man doing trapeze tricks <laughs> in an abandoned house <laughs> okay. um, the house next to the lot had a dog and we heard it growling there was a fence so we decided to leave because we didn't want it to bark at us and wake up the neighborhood we were a block away from that house when we heard that dog barking and we didn't think much of it now we are about two or three blocks away from that dog when he and I both look back and maybe 10 to 20 feet away from us, we see that creature again. It looked completely the same from what I remember. Mm. It was under a street lamp and my friend was all, what the fuck is that? And I quickly <laughs> told him I've seen it before. No. It just stared at us and we ran for it and looked back every few seconds. And when we got far enough away, it was gone. We got back to my house still pretty scared and calmed down. We got some food to eat. An hour goes by. We're just in my room and I hear that familiar scratching and a low howl. I'm not even sure if you can call it a howl, just a noise, but howl seems like the best fit. At this point, we are just pretty fucking scared and my friend was confused because I told him briefly what happened to me. The scratching and howling went on for a little bit longer and we eventually passed out. The next morning, we get up and look outside and we notice these weird animal tracks. I can't tell the difference in animal tracks, but it is weird that they suddenly appeared on my front and back porch. And from what we could tell, they seemed to match each other. And that was my last physical encounter with this creature. And the last time I ever heard the scratching and howling was when I lived in my dad's house when I was 18. Was this creature real? I have no clue, but it did scare the shit out of me. I have never really thought about it the past few years with having a family of my own. Anyway, thanks to anyone who reads this. Yeah. So in those two stories, the first story, the boy talks about the boogeyman possibly being this hole that can right. suck them up. That his sister said, like, uh, over your ceiling, this hole opens up and either a hand comes out and yanks you up or it just sucks you in, which is fucking creepy and scary to imagine. Yeah. And then in the second one, they're talking about an old sinkhole. Yeah. Where things were literally sucked in and there was lots of paranormal activity spoken about there. And then the person sees, like, this weird animal type creature yeah that seems to stalk them and it originated from the sinkhole <sighs> now this next slide was just something someone commented on that whole thread that just was really scary looking <laughs> ew be warned though the more you look for him the more he looks for you don't try to I can't read what it says. Don't try to something. Don't try. It says don't, don't stop try, running. Don't try to find him. Don't stop running. Don't, don't look, look back. back. He follows. Don't look back. He follows. Don't stop running. His eyes. What is wrong with his eyes? Run. Don't oh. stop running. Oh, my God. How do people comment stuff like that? How do you guys come up? If you frequent r slash no sleep and you write fucked up stories but how did they, like if, how, okay, how did they make that though? Like what font I've is seen, that? I've seen that before. I think it's like you can copy paste it. There's a website that'll do it for you. But still, who thinks? Who thinks of like this spoken word creepy as fuck poem, and then just like puts it on the screen? And there's just like a bunch of random. What are those symbols and stuff uh, uh, on there? It's like the Matrix where like everything yeah. is falling down. Yeah, I don't like it. Okay. So um, 
now we're going to go to the next slide. I had some other stories written in there, but I don't think we're going to have time. So we're just going to go straight to the next slide. Okay. Now, have you heard of this? A sinkhole? Yes. That swallows a man in, in his bedroom. Natalia is showing me a the preview of a video by NBC News. Right. So you know it's legit. It's legit as fuck. Let's watch it. Okay. Now to the town of Sefner, Florida, near Tampa, where last night the earth opened up as it does increasingly and thousands of times every as year it does in this increasingly. country. This time it swallowed a 37-year-old man as he slept in his home. That is a nightmare. Report tonight mm -hmm. from NBC's Gabe Gutierrez. In his bed, one minute. Gone. The next. No. Oh, let's see what's at the top of his bed. Jeremy Bush says he heard a loud crash, then his brother Jeffrey Ugh. screaming late last oh night at their home near Tampa. He jumped into the massive hole in a desperate attempt to rescue his brother. Oh, no. And I couldn't get him. All I could hear was, I thought I could hear him screaming for me and holler for me to help him. I couldn't do nothing. Remarkably, outside, the house looks like nothing happened. But inside, Did this man the open die? Hole yeah. is about 30 feet in diameter. And it's about 20 feet deep. While sinkholes like these in Ohio, Minnesota, Utah, and this one in Guatemala often grab headlines, they are most often reported in these seven states Texas, Alabama, Missouri, Kentucky, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, and they're especially common in Florida. Of course, they're common in Florida. More than 15,000 sinkholes have Haunted been recorded. Florida. Last May, this huge hole swallowed an entire backyard near Orlando. Last June, another destroyed an entire home. God. While experts say many things can cause them, in Florida, it's a domino effect. The state's sandy soil on top of clay, supported on a deep layer of limestone, can suddenly collapse due to a dramatic shift in Florida's unique underground rivers. Florida essentially sits on a, oh. a system of caverns that are filled with water to some degree. And um, as that water moves up and down, uh, it uh, erodes those caverns. And from time to time, they collapse. This is sad. Back near Tampa, engineers are trying to explain what happened here, trapping a man in his own home without warning. That's Gabe sad. Gutierrez, NBC News, Sefner, So. Florida. Basically, oh. yeah, it's it was hard for me to Super watch that. Sad. I know because the brother. Oh. Basically, what happened was Jeffrey Bush was thirty seven. He was asleep in that home that we saw, and it was February twenty third, twenty eighth, twenty thirteen. Eleven p.m. rolls around, and a giant sinkhole literally opens up underneath his his bedroom and just swallows him whole down into there. That's horrifying. His brother, who's in the house, Jeremy, he jumps, he hears the screaming, he jumps into the hole and he tries to rescue his brother, but he can't find him. And he even insisted in interviews that he could hear his brother screaming for him after following in, but he couldn't find him. Then emergency oh. responders throw up, uh, show up, and they have to physically pull Jeremy out of the hole, like rescue him out of there. But they could never find his brother's body oh in the God. hole. Eventually, they, um, after a bunch of their listening devices even got swallowed up from the hole, they decided that it was just too dangerous to even be near the sinkhole. It's like they didn't know if it was going to keep expanding or what was going to happen. And they decided to um, demolish the house and put in um, gravel into the hole. And it's it's just really sad because his brother, you know, he, he says that he right before they put the gravel into the hole he like stood over the hole and told his brother that like quote i wanted to let him know that i loved him i tried my hardest to get you out bro 
I tried my hardest to get you out, bro. That's so sad. So sad. So this sinkhole measured 15 feet wide and 20 feet deep uh, with a disturbed area of soil that was 50 feet around the hole. And now you might be thinking, wow, that's really sad. That's, you know, terrifying, whatever. What could be more terrifying than that is that this bitch re-fucking opened. No. Re-fucking opened. Cue the next slide. Oh, that's the same one. Yeah. Look at that. No. So the property where the where the house was, they filled that whole thing in with gravel, all of that, fenced off the entire area. Go ahead and just, just describe what you're seeing. So I'm looking at a fenced off plot of land that now just has a giant fucking crater in it. It looks like a giant like wormhole just leading into hell. I know. Like there's it's crazy looking. And this is just so sad on so many levels. First of all, someone lost their life. Second mm-hmm. of all, the family lost their home. Yeah. Like what do you it's you can't resell the property right. when you have a giant sinkhole under it. So that's just like a wash. Yeah. Like I'm sure you get some money if you have homeowners insurance, mm-hmm. but not enough to like do anything with. Yeah. So it it reopened back up and it's just I mean, wow. I, it's Two years after it went down under. That's crazy. Now, in the video before this, the um, people who were looking into this disaster hypothesized that, oh, the sinkholes are happening all over these areas because you have these layers of uh, sand and then like limestone. And then there's like caverns underneath with like yeah. water flowing through them. And when those things shift around, the sinkhole opens up and just draws everything down into a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Now... As we know on this podcast, we start with the basic, right? Then we go down to tinfoil hat theory. So what do you have for me today? Caverns. Tell me what you know about caverns based on this podcast. Uh, They're creepy. They're scary. And demons live in them. And there's bats. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So as we talked about on another episode of this podcast, um, talking about the people who go missing in national parks. Yes. It is hypothesized by some very, um, uh, some very reputable, reputable people who are just ahead of the curve. Yes. They're really carving the way for this theory. Yes. Believe that in the caverns, there exists an energy vortex. And that is what is pulling into these sinkholes. And people also believe that there's like, dark energy and demons that live in these caverns and actually i don't want to give away spoilers or whatever um but the boogeyman himself is thought to reside in these caverns oh interesting now we talked about in that person's firsthand account from that reddit thread Mm -hmm. that they were sketched out by a sinkhole yes that had a creepy ass cat thing whatever that was yeah the creepy ass creepy humanoid humanoid boogeyman whatever now i'm showing you a man who was literally pulled into a sinkhole yep and then also we've got caverns I mean, I mean, can I spell it out anymore? It's the perfect storm of the boogeyman creates sinkholes. Now, I have a question for you, Natalia. What? According to this theory, does the boogeyman create wormholes in outer space? You know, I haven't. What about black holes? It could be because so people think that the boogeyman just spirits you away. Like he can eat you whole and like maybe people are going to find your body or whatever. But then you could also just be fucking sucked up into wherever you can't be found again. Yeah. So who's to say? Who's to say? 
Yeah. Um, now, the last part of the shape-shifting theory, uh, or, or of the boogeyman theory, is the shapeshifter, and um, or that he like possesses someone else. It was really this next piece of uh, of this story was really hard for me to get to because it's a true crime um, situation, and it's about someone known as the real life boogeyman. Albert Fish. Have you heard of this person? I think I have, but refresh my memory. They're also known as the Beast of Jersey, and their name is Edward Pasnell. So they're known as the Beast of Jersey, and he was given that name because he... He's just a really fucked up dude. Basically, he would wear this mask, which was made out of like paper mache and had fake hair on it. And then he would wear these weird ass um, bracelets with nails on them. And he would show up at children's house and scare the shit out of them and then put ropes around their necks, drag them to like a field or deserted area and like sodomize and sometimes kill them, sometimes cannibalize them. He was a really mm. fucked up person. I didn't even want to put his picture in this slide because it, it's just, I'll just show you what this looks like. You can describe this. Maybe I'll put it in later. Oh, God, no. No. Okay, imagine handsome Squidward mixed what? with Medusa. What? But like his face is melting off. How is that handsome Squidward? Handsome Squidward looks fucked up. That's what made it funny. Do you think I should put... This in the slideshow no. for people to see. No. It's just you too haunted. You guys can haunted. Google it. It's just too haunted. So he, long story short, he was convicted of 13 counts of assault, rape, and sodomy, e- even though more than 100 people claim that he um, assaulted them at some sort. Um, but he received only 30 years in prison. And then he only what? served. I know. And then he only served 19 years of that because they How? let him out for being a model prisoner. Uh-huh. He eventually had to move off of the island of Jersey because the community obviously didn't want him there. And they were like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And he just died on a nearby island in 1994. Um, And yeah, if you want to learn more about him, you can learn more about him. He did some really fucked up stuff. He would like cut off children's penises. Okay. He stuck a bunch of... And then when they looked at his autopsy, he had a bunch of pins in his pelvis, like he had stuck them in there. Uh. And he was just really fucked up. But what I find is really strange is that the pins were in the pelvis. And then at the beginning of this episode, we talked... uh, We listened to that song, Hush, 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 Here Comes the Boogeyman. Right. And one of the things that they... That the person who's singing that song says you can do to, like, deter the boogeyman is, like, stick a pin in him. Okay, all I'm thinking about right now is I read something on Reddit about like it was a thread uh, on I think it was Ask Reddit about what are the weirdest things you found inside of people. And it was for like physicians and nurses. And I think if I'm remembering correctly, when you stick things up your dick hole. Sorry, we have we have two males in in the room with us today. Uh, I think it it can travel up through your bladder and into your body. Yes, they're nodding their heads. And then, so it sounds to me like Albert Fish was sticking pins up his dick hole and they traveled into his pelvis. No. Maybe we'll do a whole other episode on that guy. I no, don't know. no. I don't know. It, it's getting no. increasingly harder to do this podcast, especially now that I have a child because I'm just like, yeah, no, I don't want to believe these things exist. Yeah, no, we don't. He's no. But, okay, let's talk about the theories. Okay. 
All right. There's no more slides. I'm sorry. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. I don't need any more slides. Right. It's done. That's the slideshow for you guys. Slideshow's over. Comment below if you enjoyed the slideshow <laughs> portion of this, of, of this podcast. Of this episode. Comment um, below if you learned something new today about pins and dick holes or about uh, sinkholes. Right. Lots of holes. Yeah. Wormholes. Black holes. Post hole on main. What did you just say? <laughs> what did you just say? I'm actually not sure what that means. I just heard little Nas say it. I think it's referring to like post your butthole on your main. Oh, post holes. I the way you said it, I thought you said post holy main, and I was like, is that a rapper? <laughs> you guys, does post hole on main yeah. refer to someone taking a picture of, of their, their booty of hole? their anus yeah. and posting it to their that, main yeah. social media account? Don't do it. Don't tag us in it. But if you feel like you want to do that, be empowered. But is that what it means? It sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought maybe yeah. that's what it meant. Yeah. Post All right. Booty hole. If you learned something new here don't today, again, us. let us know in the comments. We don't want to see it, but more power to you. Yeah. I don't need to know about that. No. <laughs> at all um okay so here's the collective here's the theories okay theory number one is that the boogeyman is this collective subconscious like humans were designed to survive we have this innate sense of fear in us about you know dark rooms and scary things and the unknown and um woods stuff like that so parents are telling their children like don't do these things that could potentially get you hurt okay in order to instill fear in them um or wait yeah, to instill, they instill fear in the children so that they don't go do these things that get them hurt. So instead of just being like, hey, don't go in the woods because you might get lost and we'll never find you and starve to death, or you might get attacked by a wild animal, or you might get hurt, or, or a cannibal I can't might see eat you. Yeah. In a national forest. Right. We're going to tell you that there's like a bugbear that lives in there that's going to eat you. Okay. Or, you know, maybe there's a boogeyman in the corner of your room and he's going to watch you sleep. And if you're not sleeping, then he's going to eat you so that the kids are just go to sleep. Yeah. Which I feel like would not make me go to sleep. Like no, that would make then me you're stay just up. Like that's how you get generalized anxiety disorder as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that to your kids. So that theory is just basically that, you know, this is just. Uh, fake basically okay. and that's like the least cool theory in yeah. my opinion don't um, like it now the second theory is that the boogeyman is an entity and he's an entity or it's an entity rather that shows up like a demon and he comes where and feeds on fear he's also known as the tear drinker and when someone dies or there's lots of pain or sadness in a family the boogeyman will show up and like drink their pain and their sadness. So okay. he would hang out in um, places where people would be upset. And in order to feed himself, he terrorizes families or he terrorizes children in order to get more fear. So some people actually think that he causes deaths and accidents. Like perhaps he forced a car to crash and killed a, a brother or a sister so that the rest of the family would be mourning that. And then he's going to feed on all of their sadness. Okay. Now, the third um, theory is that the boogeyman is a shapeshifter, like we said, just takes all these different shapes. Uh, and that's why we're it's found all across these different cultures as different things, because depending on whatever the people from that particular culture find the most terrifying, that's what the boogeyman will take. So if you're in the Philippines, maybe it's more scary to you to have this Pugo Mamu where he's like just a giant hole for a head and he right. eats you. But when you're in, you know, uh, the United States, it's like this creepy dude with a top hat on yeah. for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Or like a Slender Man type yeah. thing. 
Um, yeah, so that's or that he shapeshifts. Now, the the next theory is that this is like the night hag. Remember our yeah, episode yeah. on sleep demons and night hags? Yeah, sleep paralysis. If you guys haven't listened to that episode, no time to explain. Go back and listen to it. Right. So this this theory is that the boogeyman and the sleep paralysis demons are the same thing, okay. essentially. Okay. Um, the next theory is that the boogeyman is an energy vortex that's created by um, just like swirling energy in an area there's a bunch of these different vortexes all over the united states i've been to one that's in arizona Mm -hmm. but the idea is that these energy vortexes create a bunch of um like shifting energy in this one area and then if you go to that area that's like the boogeyman like perhaps you're gonna see the boogeyman or he feeds off of this energy or the ground opens up and swallows you yes or the vortex pulls the ground down okay now the next theory is the theory of the caverns in the united states slash all over the world as we know caves are big and scary fucked up stuff lives in caves caves Mm-hmm. Who the fuck built the caves? No one knows. <laughs> so um, does the boogeyman live in caves and pull you down to your death into the caves? Or if you wander into caves, you die because the boogeyman got you. These are all valid questions. Who's to say? Who's to say? And um, the last theory is that the boogeyman, it's very similar to the shape-shifting theory, is that the boogeyman turns into people like possesses them is like a demon takes over their body and then commits his crimes a la the jersey beast or Mm -hmm. that albert fish fuck guy right yeah and i think maybe going along with that theory it could just be that the boogeyman is the worst of humanity right like uh, there's evil fucking people out there that do evil shit and in order to dumb it down for the masses or dumb it down for children we just call it the boogeyman we give it like one name rather than saying like Albert Fish and this person and this person and Jeffrey Dahmer. It's just like the boogeyman is this concept. Do not go home with strangers. Do not talk to strangers. Do not, you know, whatever. Yeah. 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 I just realized that um, Albert Fish and the Jersey Beast are two different people, but I researched both of them and then I was like, okay, I'm not going to put... They're both of the same shit. Oh, they did the same thing. Yeah. Well, the Albert Fish is the guy that put the pins up his dick hole. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, molested and raped and fucked up children. Okay. And then the other guy wore that scary mask. Um, Edward Paisnell wore the scary mask and also did all, all that other fucked up stuff to children. But when I was researching this episode, I was like, that's too sad. I'm not going to put that in there. But then when we were talking about it, I was like, I guess I need to tell Look, about Look, they don't this. even need real names. They can just, we can just call them fucked up, terrible people, hope they fucking died miserably yeah. and alone. Yeah. With pins up their dick hole that the doctors couldn't remove. <laughs> That's my wish. So what do you think? What are you, What's your thought on the theories? What's your favorite? What's your thought? What do you think about all of these uh, stories that we read? I, I think that, again, it's it reminds me of your Grim Reaper episode because I do think it's very interesting mm-hmm. that across all cultures there is this concept of a boogeyman. Mm-hmm. It's not called the boogeyman in every culture, but it's the, the characteristics are the same, right? Mm-hmm. And similarly with the Grim Reaper when we talked about that in an episode or when we talked about sleep paralysis, the idea yeah. of this night hag is the same across all cultures. It's just called something else. So I think that it's very interesting that there's these common themes regardless of what language you speak, regardless of what kind of life you live, regardless of what your culture is. Um, And I think, you know, if you're a skeptic, you might just say, well, that's because despite our differences, there's common threads 
to humanity. Like we all want to keep our children safe. Yeah. We all uh, are. There's something scary about the dark because you can't see. It's yeah. It goes back to when we were hunter gatherers and trying to stay away from predators. Well, obviously, it's hard to do that in the dark if you can't see. Mm -hmm. So I think that that would be like the very basic skeptic way of looking at it. I think for the purposes of our podcast, which tries to not look at the skeptic side of things, I think that probably the boogeyman is some sort of demon or negative energy. But I do think that the idea of the boogeyman living in sinkholes or pulling people down through some type of vortex is very interesting because I'd never heard that before. Really? Yeah. So I think that's really interesting. Like Breaking news. Look, Yeah. It's a very interesting way to look at the boogeyman. Yeah. What do you think? I... I uh, first of all, when I was researching this episode, you guys, I just moved to a new house and I just set up my computer in this like conspicuous spot underneath the stairs um, because my fiance thinks all of my Let's Get Haunted shit is ugly and doesn't go with his like very clean, minimal lines. Like I've got like Pusheens and Ryalakuma right. and like fan art and like everything's like very conspicuous colors. Uh -huh. And he's like, okay, yeah, you can have your office under the stairs. You're like Harry Potter. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like under the stairs and it's really dark and I have, you know, headphones on and I'm listening to like, hush, hush, hush. Here comes yeah, the no, boogeyman. No. So when I was researching this, I thought it was all very scary. Yeah. And um, actually when I was like putting together the very end of this, I was like sitting here like in a daze, like typing things up. And then all of a sudden I feel a tap on no. my shoulder. I almost, I literally almost died. I felt a tap on Cody? my shoulder. It was fucking Cody. But I had my headphones on, so I didn't know. My fiance had like typed, tapped me on the shoulder, and it was something stupid like, hey, "Do you want like a salad for dinner? <laughs> I'm ordering something on Postmates or something." I mean, he was trying to be nice, but I, it, it was not the time, Cody. Yeah, he doesn't watch this, but Cody, it was not the time. Right, she was looking into some creepy shit. Yeah. I w this was scary to me. Researching these things is, is very scary because, like, when we make the slideshow, when we present this to you guys in a somewhat academic banner, I consider myself a little less academically presented than Alyssa. Um, but it it kind of takes out some of the scariness of it. Creating, right? like, a PowerPoint. Yeah. yeah. Like, it puts you in a position where you are taking in information and Alyssa and I are like your friends and it's fun. You're talking with your friends. Now, when you're researching this shit, you're alone under the stairs <laughs> in the dark right. with your headphones on, right. reading fucking weird ass comments by Redditors that's like, don't look, keep running. Yeah. What are his eyes? This podcast really does put you in a weird headspace when you, especially like, um, was this in the month of May? Yeah, in the month of May where we took the month off so that Natalia could have um, a little bit of a maternity leave. It wasn't very long. Um, we, like, recorded stuff all in a row. Right. And so for that month that we were recording all in a row so that we could take a month off, I was just inundated with, like, crazy shit and weird concepts I'd never heard of before. Yeah. And then you, like, you're like, wow, the world is a very crazy place. Yeah. Yeah, it's scary. I think, too, from a skeptic, like, because... I have to collect my thoughts. Okay. I think, too, from the skeptic point of view, which mm -hmm. would just be that parents are telling their children about this for like a scary force. 
to coax them into doing things that are good for them because the world really does have bad people. Mm -hmm. It really does have scary shit that can happen to you. Sinkholes can fucking open up while you're sleeping calmly in your bed and yeah. and, and take you. Honestly, that's scarier so than a ghost. Scarier. Than I a know. ghost eating your face off. It's scary to know that nature is inherently haunted. And also like serial killers and things like that really do exist. Yeah. And so it really is important as a human to protect your children from all of these big bad you know boogeymans of the real world yeah that is so terrifying to me that this stuff really exists in the world and there's like it just seems like sh fucked up stuff happens to good people yeah. all the time and that is so much worse than you're disbehaving or you're misbehaving and something's gonna come get you yeah. because you're misbehaving when the scarier thing is that these things just happen yeah you know? i think that's how i feel about the concept of karma too um because sometimes you know you're having a conversation with someone and they'll be like well you know karma's not real you know that like nothing like the saying everything happens for a reason there's yeah. some people who are like no that's not true it's just chaos it's just chaos and for me that is scarier i would rather believe that doing something nice or being a nice person not being a fucked up crazy ass boogeyman person yeah. like has some positive impact on the world positive impact on my own life right telling me that it's a free-for-all and nothing matters is way too scary for me and that's why i like this podcast yeah. because i would rather be on board with the idea of the boogeyman being a tangible demon than i am with the world is just fucked up and sometimes sinkholes fucking kill your brother. I know. I know. It's like, I think we hit on something kind of like important and deep on this episode, which is wow. that. Wow. Yeah. We may have. Which is that the, like believing in the paranormal and the supernatural gives you a little bit more control over just like the chaos that is mother nature. Yeah. Escapism is fine as long as you are being safe and there's no harm in being like the boogeyman is yeah. a real demon right you know it doesn't hurt me to believe that yeah to s be able to separate things into good and evil mm -hmm. is like i just feel really makes me feel safe yeah it's helpful it's very helpful yeah so i'm going to continue to believe that if i just do my best if i'm a good person if i get my steps close all my rings yeah <laughs> get drink all my water yes show up 30 minutes late but <laughs> but text Alyssa and tell her but that you I'm told gonna be me. there yeah you told me in advance that you're that the that boogeyman's we gonna not late. gonna get me yeah and everything's gonna be fine yeah I agree I think that's a good note to end this podcast on is if you're listening to this and you're a skeptic and you're like well obviously the boogeyman is a made-up story I mean fuck you <laughs> <laughs> Why did you listen all the way to the Here's what I don't understand about haters. Why are you, why are you listening to things that you don't like? Like why do you feel the need to express your disdain with something when there's literally infinite other choices for you to just do things That's, that you hey, like? Good you know? point. Good point. If you Why do you need far, to leave a shitty review on I on iTunes? iTunes. <laughs> why? Why? Yeah, what does it bring you? But if you've made it this far into the podcast, it's probably because you were interested in this topic. So thank you very much. Um, actually, if you've made it to this point, I'm curious. If you made it mm -hmm. to this point in the episode, leave a comment saying, uh, don't touch the bird's nest. Just I'm trying to think of something that nobody else would just randomly right. leave. I want to know how many of you made it to this point. Don't touch the bird's nest. Yeah, don't touch the bird's Which nest. Which is just good advice anyway, as we've learned from this podcast. Do right. not hunt for bird's nests. Do not go near the bird's nest. Don't touch the bird's nest. Yeah. So what do you what do you think? What are your thoughts? Because we have uh, four minutes left. 
and we have to use every second of it. Yeah, we paid for it. <laughs> I mean, my final thoughts are just that I think that I just exactly what I said. I think that um no, new thoughts. Well, that's it. You that's got, what we I gotta think. entertain these people. That's uh, you guys, that's what I think. I think it's interesting that this concept exists across many cultures. And I think that it's interesting to think that the boogeyman is kind of this entity that like sucks you in. Yeah. If you live near um any of those states that have a bunch of sinkholes, I think it was like Tennessee, Kentucky, Texas. Florida, Texas, Pennsylvania. Yes. If you live near those places, let us know if there's like weird, mysterious, paranormal things that are happening in those areas. And if you can. Um, well, we already know Florida's haunted. Last episode, yeah. if you guys didn't listen, no time to explain. Go listen to how haunted Florida is. That that might explain why Florida is so haunted, because there's so ma- many caverns underneath there and there's Could so be. much energy brewing. It's just driving the Florida's florida man crazy it's honestly makes as much sense as anything in florida does so we've got the boogeyman and we've got the florida men yes (laughs) yes the florida man's his own cryptid right right i love that all right bigfoot it's like bigfoot um last thing i want to say is buy some of our merch you guys yeah uh, by the time this episode comes out, our merch will be available on letsgethaunted.com. Except for the shirts. Won't be there yet. It's just the um, enamel pins and stickers and a couple other things which will be on the website. But no, the shirts have not come yet. Well, they might be there by the time someone listens to this. What if someone's listening to this 100 years from now? We're dead. Wow. You know what? Then the shirts hopefully sold out. <laughs> if they didn't, we did a really bad job with our merch. Yeah. So yeah. buy some merch. Just go to that website and just buy whatever's there. Yeah. yeah. There, there you go. That's yeah. it. Let's get haunted.com. Follow us at Let's Get Haunted on yep. Instagram and Twitter. You can go to Reddit, reddit.com r slash let's get haunted let's get haunted um follow natalia at c aminals on instagram follow me at t-h-e-a-l-t-e-r-r-y at the ale terry on instagram if you don't know those you can just go to our let's get haunted instagram and we're the let's get haunted is following both of us yes so you can just creep the let's get haunted page figure out everything you need to know Um, There was one last thing I wanted to say. Oh, by the time this comes out, we will have an Instagram filter that has been published. That's right. Yes. So um, Mm -hmm. you can like just flex with that. Yeah. Go to Instagram. Um, I'm sure on our Instagram, Natalia will post a story telling you guys how to access our filter. Yeah. But we do have a filter in honor of Haunted Girl Summer. So embrace it. Embrace your best haunted life. You want to do our sign off? Oh, sure. I wasn't even thinking about what it would be. Um, Shit. I mean, BRB got to go travel down a sinkhole and figure out who the king of the Florida men is and why he is kidnapping people. I also think your sign-off could have been BRB got to go throw up in someone's coach bag. Oh, my God. I already forgot about that we told that story in the intro. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. (sighs) Bye. Bye.